Good morning, Cultivate Church. We are so glad that you are tuning in online right now. If you're a first-time guest with us, we are so glad that you're here. Now let's get ready for some worship. Good morning, Cultivate Church, and welcome to Church Online. We hope you've had an incredible week. Uh, we're excited to still be worshiping together in person at both of our campuses in Alabaster and in Columbiana. And I also want to say welcome to all of you who are tuned in for the very first time. You're our guest here at Cultivate Church. We are honored to have you a part of what's happening around here. I want to tell you a couple of things just so that you know what's happening. In two weeks, uh, small groups are going to launch on July the 12th, and kids' ministry is going to start back at Cultivate Church, and we're real excited as we're moving a little closer uh, back to normal and safe uh, ways as we're social distancing and all those things at our campuses, but we want to tell you and encourage you to come and to be a part of, uh, of worship together. There's nothing like being together in person as we worship at Cultivate Church, and I'm excited about today. Your message notes are there online for you. We've been in a series called Proverbial, where we've been taking uh, very common, popular proverb, proverbial steps statements, and we're just breaking those down from the book of Proverbs, which gives us wisdom. And it's a lot of statements that you and I have said many, many times. You've heard them said, but when we dig into the wisdom that they're rooted in, we find that much of this comes straight from the Word of God. And all of this is coming out of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3, that says this, their purpose, this is the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs in the Bible, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives and to help them do what is right, what is just, and what is fair. And I think especially in a time like this, I have said this every single week, that we more than ever need to know what to do to be disciplined and successful so that we can do what is right, what is just, and what is fair. Because the world around us is seemingly just imploding. I mean, things are happening every day. We're trying to learn to navigate all of the different things that are happening, and we need as much wisdom as we can possibly have as we navigate the world around us. So in week one, we talked about a rolling stone gathers no moss. And we talked about the principle of digging in, of when you plant a seed, you stay there long enough to tend to its growth and to its health so that you can actually receive the fruit of the labor in which you had started. Many of us in our culture today, we start something and then we jump over here, we jump over there. We're constantly seeking something that makes us feel good or fulfills what we want, but we never stay the journey, really, especially in our relationship with God, to receive all that he would have for us. And then in week two, we talked about a rising tide lifts all boats. And the better I become, the better you become. We're all in this together. We understand that we're better together. And then last week, we talked about one of the most famous proverbial statements, actions speak louder than words. And we want to understand that as people, especially representations of Jesus, the hands and the feet and the actions of our lives that represent him, that our actions really speak louder than anything else that we do. And then today, this is one of my personal favorite proverbial statements that says uh, that don't put the cart before the horse. And if you heard that statement, don't put the cart before the horse. I've seen many different pictures and images uh, explaining or illustrating this statement. 
In other words, don't put your cart before the horse. Don't put things out of order. Don't get so excited. Don't get so worried. Don't get so frantic. Don't get so paranoid. Don't get so beyond yourself that you begin to make decisions that are really not the best. They don't make full sense. And for whatever reason, you begin to put things out of place. And when things are out of place or out of order, they just do not work. And so today, I want to talk about three easy ways in which we align our lives, how we, how we put the horse back where it belongs so that we can do what God's called us to do. This is a culture and this is a time where we need to be doing, that we need to be representing, that we need to be walking and living exactly the way God is calling us to live. I believe that more than any other time in history, God is counting. He's waiting on you and I to be a little bit of sensibility in the midst of the chaos to be a little bit of hope in the midst of the hopelessness because we have the answer, and that answer is Jesus. And maybe if you're watching today and you would say, well, I haven't experienced that personally. Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe in your life you just feel like you've put the cart before the horse and things just are uh, not in their proper place. Well, today is an incredible day for us just to pause and ask God to help us through principles of wisdom through the book of Proverbs how we put things in their proper place. So I want to pray for you, and let's ask God just to speak to us over the word today. So Father, I love you. I thank you. We honor you today. God, for a chance just to be together in your word. And I pray for every person who is watching today. I pray that any distraction, God, would just... God, would just rest. I pray that, uh, God, all the things we have on our mind would just rest, our worries and our fears and all the uncertainties, that we would just bring it to a place of rest so that we can fully focus and to turn our attention on you today. We want you to speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's move the horse together. Let's put the horse back in its proper place. We all know that if the cart is in front of the horse, the horse is not going to push the cart, and the cart is certainly not going to pull the horse. So we need things to work properly, in its order. We need to gain wisdom in which to do the things God so easily designed for us to do. Much of the world around us is in chaos, because we have things out of order. We have prejudice and and we have all the fighting. We still have all the racism because we have things out of order. We put the cart before the horse. The Bible speaks about loving our neighbor as ourselves, treating people better than we treat ourselves. The Bible so clearly tells us that, yet we've put the cart before the horse. We've got it backwards or we've got it out of alignment and so things are completely off. In our culture today, we think about what satisfies us, about what pleases us more than taking care of other people who are around us. We so easily just get things twisted, and today I want to learn from Scripture how do we move the horse. And here's the first way that I think you can do it. First ingredient you need is discernment. Write down the word discernment. Discernment may not be a word that you're familiar with. It may not be something that you use on a daily basis, the word of discernment, but the Bible talks a lot about discernment. As a matter of fact, discernment is actually a spiritual gift that God gives to us. And listen to the principle here out of Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you have learned. Discernment is the ability to determine or differentiate between right and wrong. It means you have really good sound judgment. 
Discernment is simply the ability to see something maybe that everyone else does not see. It's the ability to look at an outward appearance and know that there's more happening on the inside. Many of us have the gift of discernment, and you didn't even know that, that you had it. You didn't really know what it was. You just knew you had this sensibility to be able to determine the character of a person that may be different than what they were presenting themselves on the outside. Discernment is so important, and it is so necessary, especially for Christians and believers, because the Bible says there will be a day where people choose wrong and claim that it is right where we celebrate things that are contrary to the Word of God and the absolute truths of God's Word. Things will be twisted and things will be molded into what we want rather than what God wants. Instead, we should be adapting to God's standard, not asking God to adapt to ours. So discernment in the midst of culture, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, discernment is that little check inside of us that says, "Mm, we probably need to make a different decision. Discernment is something that even though it's wrapped up and it's put a little bow on it and it looks nice in the packaging, we know that something is not right on the inside. It's just that ability that we get from the Lord to be able to have sound judgment, determining right from wrong. So how do we receive that? How do we know that we get it? Well, let's look at the scripture together one more time. It says, pay attention to my wisdom. First of all, I want us to know this today. God is wiser than we are. I don't know why in our culture today especially, we like to argue with God. We like to fight the word of God. We like to pick and choose. We like to say, well, I agree with that, or I don't agree with that. I'll accept that, or I will not accept that. God is wiser than we are. We can't explain all the things of God. We can't tell you everything about God. We can't see everything that God sees. We don't know everything that God knows. And if we did, that would not be a God worth following. But the God of the Bible is the one who created the entire universe. He created us as human beings. All the surroundings, all the world, everything we have, the wisdom that we encounter in this world comes from the wisdom of God. So scripture says we need to listen and pay attention to his wisdom. Listen carefully. Underline that word listen. If you can underline that in your notes because that's important. Listen carefully to my wise counsel and then you will show discernment. So there's something about listening more than we are speaking. Right now, in the, in the attitude of, of this time, in the atmosphere in which we're living, we need to learn to slow down and stop speaking so much. We speak about everything. We are throwing opinions, and we're throwing ideas, and we're throwing our feelings out there on everybody, and we need to slow down. The Bible teaches us in the book of James to be slow to speak and quick to hear and slow to anger. We've been given two ears and one mouth, and it's not by accident. God knew that we would need to slow down a little bit. We're so quick to speak, even when we're not versed in something, even though we're not fully educated about something, even though we think we know everything because of social media and we're all wrapped up in the social media world. But if we slow down long enough to listen, 
to God. God speaks to us. And I know that freaks some people out. We don't understand how we can listen to God and how we could receive from God, but it's nothing more than tuning in to the signal of God. Uh, just like your radio, remember the, the radios when you tune the dial? Some of you can remember that. We still have seek on our radios. Some of us have that. If you press that and it looks for the signal over the air, and when it locks into that signal, suddenly it goes from distortion to clarity. And in your life with God, we have so much distortion. In my life, I have so much distortion. We have so much distraction. Everything in the world can take us away from a focus of the things of God that we can't tune in to God. So literally tuning in is just listening and being attentive to the Lord. Simply saying, God, I'm going to shut everything out today. I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to shut down my phone I'm going to turn off the radio. I'm not going to listen to every news report that comes across the television, that comes across my phone, and I'm just going to tune in to you today. God, I give you freedom to speak to me today. And the Bible says that when we listen, when we tune in to his wisdom, then we will show discernment. Discernment's the ability to discern or to know, understand, to differentiate between right and wrong, good, sound, judgment. God gives us that ability. If you're going to have the gift of discernment, to be able to look into circumstances and say, that's not healthy. That's not right. That's not the best decision. You appear one way, but you are another. That's truth that's, that's, being, uh, that's being distorted. It's being presented as truth, but it's really a lie wrapped in a nice, slick, smooth package. And when we get discernment from the Lord, then the Bible says the result is your lips will express what you have learned because you have been able to differentiate, determine the difference between good and bad. The gift of discernment, of knowing, of knowledge, and understanding comes from the Lord himself. My wife, uh, she has the gift of discernment so clearly. I've learned over 11 and a half years of marriage, I've learned to trust her. If there's something in her gut that something is not right about a situation or about a person or about an opportunity that presents itself, if there's a gut reaction in her, in her, I know I need to listen to what she says. She's got the gift of discernment. I remember many years ago when we first planted our church and uh, we were brand new and at that time, uh, the church was, I mean, we were just a handful of people that had launched out into the dream of helping people discover what it means to live life on purpose. And, um, and the church was growing and people were coming and, and we just wanted the ministry to be healthy. We were laying the foundation. We were building the culture. And as we were adding to our teams, we wanted people that had the heart of God to serve people. And we all had the same vision. And there was just this one particular person that we didn't, that we didn't know very well, that was very new. And they were jumping in to serve at the church. And my wife just kept saying, and uh, there's just something about this individual. Something is just not right. I cannot get a piece about this person. And this person was gifted. They were talented. They had everything on the outside that looked good. They had a history in serving in church and, and all of the things that looked right. And she just continually said, something's not right. And through the process of coming in and, and getting involved in our church, they just always were kind of uneasy, kind of fighting everything. And why do you do this? And why do you, don't you know I'm talented and I don't have to do all those things? And so eventually, that person just sort of gave up and that family, they ended up in another church. And that was okay, but we learned just shortly after they moved from our church and into another one that, that this gentleman was having an affair on his wife. And their, sadly, their marriage ended in divorce, and, and, and he was unrepentant, and it was a sad situation. 
And looking at the end result, it was like that, that was it. That was all happening in the process of coming into and integrating in the culture and the heart and the vision, the life on purpose of Cultivate Church. And there was something inside of my wife giving her a check that says, it's just not healthy. It's just not right. And God can give us that. If we're going to get discernment, we have to spend time with God. It's like bank tellers. I've been told and I've read many articles about the training of bank tellers. And uh, I know technology is advancing, so I don't know if they still do this today. But for many years, if a new bank teller who would handle money in a bank uh, needed to learn the difference between counterfeit and authentic money bills when they handled it. And so I would think that they would give them a training on every counterfeit that is wrong. Let them see all the mistakes. Let them see what mistakes they're looking for. But they say counterfeit bills change all the time. They, they're constantly evolving. So instead of showing them all the things that are wrong, they train them on everything that is right. They give them a bill, and they let them see what a real authentic bill should look like. And when they study what is right and what is accurate and what is true, then anything that comes that is false, they will know it by what they see, by what they touch, and by what they feel. All because when you study the right thing and you get the right wisdom and the right knowledge, you get the discernment to be able to differentiate between other things. If you want to have this gift of discernment, to put things back in order in your life, that if the cart has become before the horse in your life, if you're going to move that horse, you've got to have discernment to hear from the Lord so that he orders our steps to put things back in their proper place. The second thing you've got to have if you're going to move the horse when you get discernment is you need direction. You need direction. You need to know where you're going. You need to know what's ahead, direction, vision for your life of, of, of what's ahead of you, not just lost in the moment. Many times because of chaos, that's how the, the cart got in front of the horse to begin with. We need a little discernment to help us judge and choose what's right and direction on which way to go and what to do. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 and 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, I underline the word divine because that's important. If you've got the ability, underline the word divine, divine guidance. The Bible says they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is joyful. In other words, when you get divine guidance, guidance that comes from the discernment from the Lord, if you don't have that, people run wild, but whoever obeys is joyful. So when I get the discernment and the wisdom that gives to me from God, and then I make decisions based on the discernment, the direction of my life will move in the right way. Unfortunately, many of us are so guilty of not taking the discernment, discernment to get the direction, and we go the wrong way. We don't take directions very well. We have a hard time because we think we know it all. We think we've got it figured out. Uh, I'm guilty of this, and, and Pastor Brandon Doss is as well. Uh, we are known for hauling things on a trailer or in a truck and losing things. One time, we hauled an upright piano in the back of the truck, and someone said, well, you want to strap it down, and against better direction or judgment, we said, ah, it will be fine. One time, we bought, or, or they bought a couch, and, and we hauled it on the back of a trailer. We drove a long way to get them some furniture. We put it on a trailer, and we said, it will be fine. It's not going anywhere. 
and uh, against better direction. One time we helped a lady move some furniture in her home, and we, we, uh, we loaded up her, her drawers, like her chest of drawers, and, and we even told her, this was our turn to get it right. We said, hey, uh, don't you think we should, we should close these drawers? We should tie this down? We should, we should seal these shut? And she said, no, it'll be fine. Well, a- ignoring the direction is always harmful. If you don't take the wisdom from discernment and you go your own direction, it's like the Bible says people go wild. That piano that we put in the back of that truck, we took one sharp turn kind of on an incline, and that piano, it's literally like it just took itself and jumped out of the back of that truck. That upright piano shattered in a million pieces right in the middle of the road. That couch that we were going to strap, that we decided we didn't need to strap down, that we were going to haul uh, about an hour and a half on the road. Uh, we got miles down the interstate. And Danielle Dawes, Pastor Brandon's wife, she looked in the rearview mirror, looked behind us, and she said, the couch is gone. To which we said, how is the couch gone? We turned around back on the other side of the interstate and drove miles to find that couch laying off on the side of the interstate in a ditch. That chest of drawers that we hauled for that lady that we actually this time suggested that she should, she should strap those drawers closed. She did not. And uh, I don't want to be too, too personal or graphic, but all of her underwear flew in the wind out of those drawers out on the highway. I can tell you from experience that when you don't listen to discernment, wisdom, the direction that you take will take you the wrong way if you don't Take the wisdom and apply it to the direction of your life. The Bible says if you don't accept that divine guidance, people run wild. But whoever obeys, whoever obeys the law is joyful. It's like a little boy asked his mom, said, Mom, why did Moses wander in the desert for 40 years? I mean, why is he walking around? Can he figure out where he's going? Mom, why did he do that? And she said, well, son, even back then, Men would not stop to ask for directions. We just struggle with this thought of taking guidance and wisdom and applying it in the right direction of our life. If we put the cart in front of the horse because we didn't get direction, every time the cart's in front of the horse because we didn't take proper direction. Directions are needed to get to a desired destination. And discernment is divine direction. So it's so important that we understand if everything is out of place and the cart has become before the horse, we need divine direction, which comes through discernment of being able to hear from God by spending time with God, getting close to God, knowing that God is the authentic source. He gives us the ability of understanding between right and wrong, and then it will guard the directions of our life. And I think there's three things that are extra that you need to know that will help you move in the right directions of your life. And the first is this, is be honest about where you are. Know where you're at. Any beginning has a starting point. And so right now, many of us, if we were honest, we would be able to identify, yeah, we've gotten some things out of order. Our feelings are out of order in this season. Our fear is greater than our faith in this season. We're trusting the news reports, and we're trusting everything that, that, that the world throws at us right now. We're believing everything we're told. And so we've let our fear become paralyzed, or our faith become paralyzed by our fear, and then our direction is, is paralyzed us. We're not moving, and, and, and we're making decisions based on things that are unhealthy. 
Many of us at times, we've been hurt by people. Maybe you're watching, you say, I've been hurt by the church and I don't have faith in church. And you blame God for something that, that God did not do. Well, because of our circumstance, we put the cart before the horse. And so today, I'm just saying, no matter where you are, what you find yourself in, it's a good moment just to stop and just take a look at your surroundings and say, where am I? What's happening in my life? What's the condition that I'm in? What direction am I headed? You know, it's been said that if I don't change directions, I may end up where I'm going. And if you don't like where you're going, that's a good indicator today that where you are needs to change, that your current circumstances need to be tweaked, that maybe we need to rearrange some things and we need to move the horse. Secondly is where are you going? Where are you going? If you continue on this road, if you continue down this path, if you continue making these same decisions, where will you end up? Every decision leads to a destination. Every person ends up at a destination, yet not everyone ends at a desired destination. And that destination is all determined by the decisions that I make today. And if I have discernment that the Lord is, is helping me make and monitor those decisions, going, that's not right. Looks like a great opportunity, but that's not it. Don't make that decision. That's going to take you in a direction I never wanted you to go. I know you love them. And I know that they, they're, they're gorgeous. I know they got everything on the outside together. But look, that's not the one for you. You need something inside of you that's given you the wisdom to say if you continue down this direction, it's going to take you in the wrong place. And then the third thing I would say is you need the steps to get there. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? When you get the, the wisdom of God and he gives you the direction from discernment, then you can begin to make decisions and steps on which way to go. So if we're going to move the horse, you got to be able to hear from the Lord. It's so important, church, in this, in this culture, especially this time and this day, we got to be able to, to determine the voice of God from the voice of the godless. We have to hear him clearly so that he, he navigates the direction of our life. And then thirdly, the last thing, and this is really this is what determines success or failure, is dedication. Dedication. Once God speaks wisdom to me through the gift of discernment, and he directs me, he gives me direction on what's out of order and what needs to be fixed and which way I need to go and decisions that I need to make, it takes dedication to walk that out and to stay true to what God is speaking you to do because there is something pulling at every single one of us. It's your emotions and your feelings, your mental health, your physical health, your television, your radio, your friends, your family, everything is pulling at you so that you would move in lots of different directions. But church, I want to be dedicated to the voice of God and the direction of God. Listen to what the Bible says. I love this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. It says this, I saw some naive young man, I underline that word naive, and one in particular who lacked common sense. I underline the word uh, common sense. Because I think it's important because I think right now we have a lot of, of this happening around us. We, we have just a lot, of, a lot of people who are walking in, in a naive way. We have a lot of people who are not using fully common sense. And I, I don't mean that disparagingly. I just mean there is so much coming against us. There is so much to try to navigate. There is so much to try to understand. There's so much to try to digest that it's hard to know what to do. 
But the Bible speaks about this one particular young man lacking common sense. And the Bible says in verse 8, he was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. Listen, life is shaped by commitments. We become whatever we're committed to. And so the Bible gives us this picture of a young man making decisions because he didn't have the common sense. He was a little too naive, and he finds himself on the wrong side of the road, in the wrong atmosphere, because there's an immoral woman. The Bible goes on to explain that she's out to catch this young man, that she's presenting herself to this young man in order to trap him, to put him in in a situation that is not God's best for his life. And because he didn't have the discernment to navigate the direction, he found himself in a place God never wanted him to go. And so what I'm explaining to us is that when we get discernment from the Lord and direction for our life, we have to dedicate ourselves to it because if we don't, we will be walking on the wrong side of the road, in the wrong atmosphere, with the wrong people, experiencing the wrong thing, that is not God's best. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he's out to do. He will use anything he can. That's why it's so important that our dedication is to the things of the Lord. That we dedicate ourselves to hearing the voice of God and getting the direction of God. Listen, Jesus said, I am the truth. You know the verse, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am the truth. Jesus didn't say, I know the truth. Jesus didn't say, I have the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. It was a, it was a picture of his, his integrity, of who he was. It was the very integrity of Jesus that says, this is what maintains who I am. And the reality is, he had discernment of what was right and what was wrong, how to navigate decisions in the way they needed to be made. And we know that he had that because he spent a lot of time with God. Very early in the morning, the Bible says, Jesus would go and he would pray. Time and time again, the Bible says Jesus would go off to a place to pray. Before he went to the cross, what did he do? He went to a place to pray. Jesus spent a lot of time with God to hear the voice of God, to receive discernment from God, to get the direction of God, and he was dedicated to it. That I am the truth, Jesus says, it's, it's in me. It's been given to me, I receive it, and so I live it. And so I'm challenging us today that we have to be dedicated so that it is who we are, so that it is in us. So I ask you this question, are you dedicated to the direction that discernment, discernment gives? Are you dedicated to the direction that discernment gives? And so today, maybe you've never even thought about a relationship with Jesus or what that looks like. And I would say that today's an opportunity for you to, to make that shift, change that direction, and begin to dedicate yourself to the things of God. And if you would dedicate yourself to the direction of God, you will be given discernment in your life. It's all working together to move the horse and put it back in its proper place. Many of you may be watching, and maybe you're a follower of Christ, and you would say, I was wondering why I didn't hear the voice of God anymore. 
I was wondering why my direction is off in another place and I'm not as close to God and I, and I just feel discouraged and I feel depressed and I feel down and all the different things that you're navigating right now, maybe it's because the dedication has just suffered a little bit and the cart has gotten before the horse. And so today, what an awesome opportunity to say, let's, let's move the horse. Let's put things back in the proper perspective. And I want to pray for you that God would help you to do that today. So let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for your word. And God, I thank you for every person right now who's watching online. And I pray that if there's one person, Jesus, that does not have a personal relationship with you, that today would be the day that we would just submit ourselves to you. We confess we've got sin in our life. We've messed it up. We've gotten it wrong. But Jesus, we need you. So we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We put you first and number one in our life. And Father, I pray for all of my other friends who maybe have just gotten the cart before the horse. Things are just out of order. Today, we dedicate ourselves to the direction that you give us so that we can have the discernment that you bring. And Father, I pray that as you speak to us and you give us discernment, that it would correct our direction and increase our dedication. Thank you for speaking to us today. God, through this wisdom that comes from Proverbs. You knew we would need it, especially in this season. And God, you have been so graceful to give it to us. So we love you, we thank you, and we celebrate you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for being a part of Church Online today. If you made a decision to give your heart or your life to Jesus, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at cultivatechurch.tv or click the link there in the comments section. We would love to be praying for you this week and even send you some information on how to take your next steps with Jesus. If you're a part of Cultivate Church and you call this place home, we, we enter into a moment of worship and giving every single week. There's three easy ways on the screen that you can participate in giving. Because of your generosity and obedience, we are making a difference together. We've been having a blast every Sunday at Cultivate Church, hanging out in worship in person, and we would love to invite you when you're comfortable to come and join us. Alabaster, 9, 10, 15, 11, 30, in Columbiana at 9 and 10, 15. We can't wait to see you soon. Have a great week. No. No.